Welcome to the Talent Rebelcast. My name is Elin Bailey, and along with me is my co-host, Tracy Parsons. Tracy and I have been getting together for what seems like forever now to, well, chit-chat about talent. One day after a few too many cocktails, we thought, what the heck, let's press record. And that's how we got here. We hope you'll listen in and find this a little bit fun, interesting, and just the teeniest bit inspiring. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Hello and good evening, Tracy. How are you? Good evening, Alyn. Welcome, everybody, to the Rebelcast After Dark. Absolutely. <laughs> it is a rare moment where we're recording in the evenings. So I we're going to have straight up evening energy. Uh, absolutely. I have, I don't even really know what it is I'm drinking. Some sort of whiskey is in a glass. It smells very good. Something something that got given to me. I have a a lovely friend named Pam who is a connoisseur of bourbons and whiskeys. And she's from Kentucky trail in Kentucky. Okay. Okay. So she's from Kentucky and she lived out here for a while. And she's like my best friend ever. She's such a sweetheart. We would go to conference care. She got me into having a nice drink, like got me into the whiskeys and the bourbons and et cetera. I don't know what it is I'm ordering. I don't know. I would just go places and say, tell me what to get. And she'd like, give it to me. She just left here and moved to Kentucky and deposited with me what was left in her bar. And it's lovely. It smells How wonderful. Fabulous. I'm doing the basic bitch move of dry January. So I'm having some water. Are you really doing dry January? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, I just need to be, I'm, I'm trying really hard to focus on only doing things that make me proud. I'm pausing because I'm trying to decide to myself, would, would not drinking make me proud? No. For me, it's the opposite. Drinking yeah. makes me not proud. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. It does. I understand I, that. I, look, anybody that's listened to this podcast more than once or twice knows that oh. there's no such thing as medium Tracy. There's either a hundred Tracy <laughs> or zero Tracy. Like that's there's no enough. 52 Tracy. There's just, it's just not a thing okay. for me. Fair enough. Um, so I'm going with zero for a little bit and see how that works out, but it's really not really a focus, but yeah, it's mostly like trying to focus on things that elevate my spirits. Well, yeah. that's good. I mean, I, elevating yeah. our spirits, I think is exactly what we all need to be doing right now is taking a deep Am breath. Am I right? Right. You are. Absolutely. I have to say uh, my approach to this has been less about lifestyle changes, although it probably should be. Admittedly, yeah. <laughs> did I tell you about like my disastrous single day in Disney World? You know how much I love Disney World. Yeah. Disastrous for me because I had this day all to my, it was after a conference, which, you know, those happen very rarely. And it was right before Christmas. And I had one extra day in Orlando that I made for myself. And it's a birthday yeah. present. I was just going to do whatever I wanted. You were going to treat yourself. I'm going to treat myself. And to me, treating myself is, you know, I'm going to go walk down Main Street and I'm going to you know do some shopping and it's all going to be great. I was just in pain after a week at the conference standing up and presenting and taking all of that. Like it was a lot of energy just, you know, for those yes. 
it was, and this was a specific conference, which was a different audience for me. So it was a lot of energy kind of meeting and greeting and trying to be on my best self and networking. God help me. You know, so <laughs> painful. it is. I'm, I'm an introvert. I know. A lot of people. And it like literally by the day four, when I had it free and I could, you know, I was ready to go. And I moved over from this really weird hotel that the thing was in to the swan over at Disney World. I was like, sure. this can be fabulous. I'm going to have this wonderful dinner. I was exhausted. And not only exhausted, my body hurt. Like yeah. I couldn't, and my back was hurting, which yeah. doesn't usually happen, yeah. but it was really bad. My, I mean, like, I'm like old woman, you know, knees crepid, my back's hurting. I'm like, I'm trying to walk just over to like the little ferry from the swan to go over to Epcot. And I'm like, oh, I have to take a rest. Are you hobbling? Were you exactly. hobbling? Yeah. So this trip ended up, my treat myself day ended up like this. And I will say this, I hit three parks. I did pretty good. In one day? Yeah, but 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 it was my sort of style here, right? I went to Hollywood Studios because I wanted to try and get on Rise of the Resistance again because I did yep. that this summer and it's amazing for me. Amazing. Awesome. Um, you can't get on it. I couldn't get on it. So I rode the new little Mickey and Minnie railway thing and that was fun. And then I was tired because I stood in line for 20 minutes where, and it hurt. Yeah. So I got myself a walk-in appointment to the Brown Derby and sat down outside and had a lovely Brown Derby Caesar salad and several mules, Brown Derby mules. They were lovely. I bet your back stopped hurting. It did. It did. It was not so bad. And then I walked out and I did a little shopping my way out and I went back to my hotel room because I had a phone call for work. So I even took a break. Went back to the hotel room. Then I knew I needed to go to Animal Kingdom because they do these little puppets (laughs) <laughs> during the winter time they're so cute oh my god they're so cute to, but i'm gonna put a clip to them in the show notes oh my god they're so cute and they're but they're right kind of by the entrance area so i got so out of pop my, in yeah so i took the uber forget the disney transportation crap i took the uber from the swan over to animal kingdom walked what felt like the 10 mile trek which is like literally like you know a few hundred feet into the thing saw the little puppets and then said gosh I'm hungry and I need a drink. <laughs> I went to the Nomad Lounge. Got it. Because when you're by yourself, you can get in anywhere. You went to the Nomad yeah. Lounge, sat down in this lovely kind of thing, had several glasses of wine, this like bread service thing. It was lovely. Got done. And I thought I should go to the Magic Kingdom and watch the fireworks. Okay. So then I got in an Uber and went to the Magic <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> I love you're cracking you're funny exactly and I went to the magic kingdom but here's the deal it was so crowded that I was like this is like I don't want to do this and I know I'm here and I should do it I like this is like I live for this right there yeah fireworks I should stay for it I couldn't do it I had a hot dog at Casey's because it was open again because like I can't go and not have literally so I did I ate my way through it I had a hot dog at Casey's I walked back out went back to the hotel room and passed out so I spent hundreds of dollars uh-huh. Walk into the entrance of three parks and, and drink and eat something and leave. And and you learned from this. Your lesson from this was one. I like to drink and eat things. So that was that was sure, like this sure, is, yeah, well, this yeah, like, okay. And my lesson was I enjoy some of these things. I should give myself more time to do them when I'm here with my I family. Yes, I didn't always yes. do it. And then what I really learned from this was is I am like I'm physically like out of shape. Like I can't like if we start going on the road again. 
And like, it's like, like it's busy, like it used to be like one conference after another, et cetera. Yeah. I physically don't know if I have it in me. I understand now why people who like uh, singers who do concerts and why they're so fit. Cause you like, oh, yeah. even the ones who it don't is. dance, like you just have to like, it's grueling. Yeah. It's grueling. Traveling is grueling, standing all day, being nice to people all day. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. So well, well so, in particular, this one was hard. And I know, I know we need to get our topic, but I'll tell you in particular, this conference was hard. It was fascinating because it was the business transformation, optimization, and excellence. B-T-O-E-S. Okay. Okay. So guess who was there? Who was there? A lot of IT managers, a lot of VP of operations, kind of these sorts of people, right? Yeah. Like the ones that like actually, what was great about it was, is these are the people that you actually have to usually go through when you're actually trying to get something done. They're also, I mean, I'm also going to be honest, like, you know, the middle-aged white boy club. Actually, you know, they weren't okay. even middle-aged. They were the old white boy club. Oh boy. Yeah. So your target audience. But yeah, Absolutely. I was like, I'm right there. I mean, my it's my natural effervescence shown through. These my boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. That's fascinating. Now, I and I think about you went to the transformation conference, and I am working on my own personal transformation, and not like that, but like to your point. I, when I was, when I went to Spain in Uh November, there was a ton of walking and I would get sore at the end of the day. And that was not normal. Like I, in the past in my life, I've run three marathons. I've done adventure racing. Right. And I realized that I took almost all of last year off physically. I literally took a year off of my life physically. I didn't run. I didn't walk. I didn't lift. I didn't do any of the things that I normally do. I just didn't. And so when I was reflecting on the year, because that's what you do at the end of the year, you kind of reflect on the year. What did I learn? What did I, what did I do? What, and I look at it, you know, what did I, what do I want more of? What do I want less of? What really worked for me and what would be even better if I try to design, I'm trying to design my time around what would be even better if. I love that. Even better if. I think that's a great way to look at this particular year, right? Well, so we were talking, that's kind of where we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, this week with the podcast is, is talking about building a new hope, right? Yeah. Kind of after any good. So anybody who like understands movie trilogies, which uh-huh. is, I think what we've been in, we're in year three now. So this is literally the trilogy. Year one is you start to learn all the characters. Like, like we learned what this COVID thing was <laughs> right? like, Oh, he's not going to be a good guy. And, you know, and we have like, and we have like these little moments and you start to, and like the crisis occurs right around the middle of the end of it. So that's like 2020. And we're like, oh, crapola. And then the second movie is everybody trying to get their feet underneath them again. And what does it look like for people to just kind of exist in this new thing? And, And everybody, you see everybody kind of go through their a sense of woe and relationships start to have challenges. And there's a lot of relationship components that happen during that piece. There's a lot of drama around it's people. Tremendous finding, upheaval. Right. Just upheaval, In right? All over part, the place. Right. Right. Middle parts upheaval. Yep. Yeah. And then the third movie, right. In the trilogy year three, <laughs> 2022 is the new hope. This is when we like all kind of go, whoo. Okay. Let's get our boots back on. Screw this. We have, we, we're going to succeed. And there's something, there's not just a tomorrow, tomorrow's now. And what the hell are we going to do about it? Nobody else yeah. is going to make it happen. And, and what well, is that and, like? 
And what does it look like? And one of the things that I, so again, I'm a big, I'm a big reflector. Like I love to, what happened this year? What's happened the last two years? What have I learned from that experience? And what can I carry forward from those learnings that can help the world of work? And what am I seeing happen? And I will tell you, like I have two really fun, interesting, happy of all damn things, things to report one of them. So we keep we keep hearing that job seekers are really unhappy and and people are leaving their jobs or they're leaving the workforce altogether or they're they're divorcing their jobs. Like we're hearing about again, we heard all last year about all of the upheaval and it's continuing this year. I mean, we all saw LinkedIn on January 3rd, which was vomiting of everybody's new job. Was it? Right? Oh like, my that god. That was so it amazing, was, right? Was but, like, okay. Oh my god. Part of it was so amazing because I felt like saying, I told you so. And just wait, just wait, just wait until April. When the next wave hits, because everybody got their bonus. That's right. Right. So they got okay. their end of year bonus. And then if you get a Q1 bonus, because you just watched all these other people leave and you've been picking up all their work. But, no, but a lot of people don't get their end of year bonus until February, March. Well, okay. True. true. I mean, so, you know, you know what the amount is now, but you don't get it until six, eight weeks from now. We had a lot of upheaval and you know, the research I do with PSC and Pando Logic, we do, we do this great research, Voice of the Candidate. And I kept harping, like, they want remote. You guys, please start listening. Please start listening. We have to be listening to what the market is. I shit you not, we're listening. I can't believe it. We're listening. There was research on LinkedIn last week that was like, hey, we went from, I don't know, one in 74 jobs were remote to one in seven now on LinkedIn are remote. And I don't mean to be listening. Okay. No, we're not listening. Awesome. But we're listening. Okay, you're right. Okay. Yes. Yes. So here's the good news. I believe the new hope part of this is like the change is happening. The dark side part of me will tell you, I do not believe it's because we're listening. I think it's because people have no other alternative because people are like, I refuse. I guess that's a part of listening. That is like if if they refuse, you're going to have to react in some way. And they're reacting in the right way. They're not doubling down. They are actually switching the picture which I think Correct. is fascinating. Yeah, I, I will say we I saw, have. We saw a big lift in salaries and job descriptions from that research. Like it was one of those moments that I saw in the last three to four weeks. I was like, oh my God, you guys, this is actually happening. We're starting to go, oh, they're not fucking around. <laughs> right? so like, this, wasn't like serious. Some, this wasn't like some weird winter blues thing, right? Like, no, this, so, and I've heard this said a thousand times 2021 was the year of fuck around and find out yeah exactly and it was like yeah you know what you want to fuck around with the labor force fuck around and find out y'all and and they did they found out and now they're starting to go oh ah i don't Ooh, and and i don't know if you remember a couple years ago i i put in the smash i reached out to me symphony talent reached out to me and like would you like to contribute to the idea book and it was during the pandemic um, so it wasn't the last year's idea book. It was the year before. And they were like, do you have a, a write-up that you would like to submit for the idea book? And I remember writing the team back at the time and saying, I do, but you're not going to like it. And you probably won't it's publish short, it. Because <laughs> it's too short. And they were like, well, now we're intrigued. What is it? And I was like, I got three words for you. Read the room. We're starting to read the room. Yeah. 
It's true. It is true. It is true. The number of people who are interested, reaching out or asking questions now about, well, okay, what do we do? Like, how do we approach this is very different than what I saw just a couple months ago. It is, it is shifted dramatically. I will agree with that. There is more action being taken, even if it's baby steps. Right. We're doing well, that's baby why, steps. Yeah. That's why it's the return of the Jedi. Right. I mean, it's like, let's go. Right. He walks and it's all good. When I think about this new hope, I feel like there is a renewed hope for me as a consultant, as a practitioner, as somebody who cares so deeply about the world that we're creating for candidates and employees. I am so encouraged to see that we're reading the room, mm-hmm. we're listening. Yeah. Like, and we're really trying to make, even if it's baby steps, any steps, because we cannot continue down the path that we've been on. And it was right. really funny. There was a great, there was a great thread on Jacob's Facebook group, Recruiting Revolution. And he was really mad about, really mad about remote work and how is this going to impact the the Gen Zs and and I, I commented and then, you know, people kind of jumped on it. Um, but the funny thing was, is that everybody keeps talking in absolutes. And if you know anything about the Star Wars universe, you know that only Sith talk in absolutes. That's absolute. Absolutely. They don't talk. Right. Because okay. nothing is all good and nothing is all nothing bad. Is all bad. And there's, there's nothing, balance is not one size fits all, y'all. That's right. It is not one size fits all. And I think the shift that we're starting to see is one, the first start of the shift, which is people saying, okay, I need to listen. And, and maybe we need to do something differently. Mm-hmm. I think we'll know we're over the hurdle or we'll start to like really get momentum when yeah. Companies and leaders start to realize, again, it's not one size fits all. And the goal here is not to dictate to people what to do. It is to expect what you need and and to start treating people with that level of respect. I I just did a, um, I don't know if you saw it. I just did a thing out there because I've been looking at some of the research you've been doing, other people have been doing, and was defining out for people what I think this new employee relationship, new employee contract is all about. And I talk about what you have to give people, right? Which is pay, purpose, and the ability to grow. So they they need those things. And then what you, at the end of the day, you have to show yourself as a company is obviously you have to show that you're flexible. Flexible has to go hand in hand with respect and autonomy. That you say flexible, but not flexible in that I am flexible because you can choose, like I do with a toddler, the red towel or the blue towel. But flexible that says you're an adult, you need to take a math, use a towel or don't use a towel. I don't really give a fuck as long as you're clean. It's really interesting. We're, we're testing a lot of that at my company right now. Like we don't have hours. We don't have days that you work. We don't, but you got to get your shit done and you got to get your shit done well. Yeah. And when you do that, and if you can get your shit done in four hours. I don't care. And it's done well. Right. Go live your life. Yeah. And there, that should be. Whether you want to come to an office or not, like, I, again, we're not going to get there this year. We're just not. But I think that there is a day on the horizon where we really do treat employees like adults when trust becomes the currency, 
right? And there you've seen the flood of trust content coming out over the last six (laughs) weeks. Like it's almost as if all of the content creators in the internet universe got together and said, you know what we really should talk about is trust. And then everybody's got their point of view on trust, but it's not misplaced, right? Because the last two years has spent every minute undermining everything we've always trusted as true. That's right. It's so not now just the last, we've got to rebuild it. Yeah. And, and, and as I've told people, it's not just the last two years. It's the last decade and the last two and years was the explosion. People have learned over the last decade through their own experiences, their friends' experiences, their relatives, et cetera, that the idea of what stability was and what a company was going to do for you and your sense of kind of they I going to trust them to take care of me was that that was long lost. All COVID did was blow it up. And expose it. I mean, it was just like, I think we recorded a pod in the summer in the heat of COVID, the original, the first year, six months. And I pointed out to everybody, I was like, look, your CEO is the emperor with no clothes and he's ass up on the floor. Like everybody, everybody sees, right? And I think now, oh, this many months later, everybody's going, oh, that was bad, right? (laughs) And it wasn't good. Like, oh, crap, okay. They saw that. One of the things that I wanted to, when I, when we talk about a new hope, I'm just going to plant this seed into the universe and hope something happens with it. We have to, we have to, we literally have to stop throwing money at this problem. I'm all for spending money, but we don't see, we, we seem to be doing the spending in an odd way. I don't know if you guys have all noticed this. But no matter where you're driving right now, everybody's offering a $1,000 to $3,000 signing bonus. Uh, that's true. Every Wendy's I drive through, and I'm in Columbus, Ohio, you know, so we know we got a lot of Wendy's. And so I'm driving <laughs> past the Wendy's, you know, $1,000 signing bonus, supply today, and la, 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 and signing bonus, and signing bonus. It struck me a couple of weeks ago. I was like, well, your, your employees are walking past that sign every damn day. What are you doing for them? And they didn't get a signing bonus. Exactly. Are you offering retention bonuses too? And if you're if you're really thinking this through and you're really reading the room and you're really listening, it absolutely is about money. You're doing it wrong if this is your solution. That's all I'm saying. Because you are absolutely pushing the current people who are walking past that sign, knowing that this person who's just turned in an application or this person who just started got $1,000 that you didn't get, you can go get $1,000 at the Burger King. That's right. So why wouldn't you go to the Burger King? And by the way, 16% of that person's wages are now lost to your organization because they went over there for a signing bonus that was offered to your new hires that you weren't offering to retain people. You have to think this through. And while I absolutely 100% support increasing pay for everyone across the universe, signing bonus isn't the way to go. So you want to know what I love about what you're saying here? Because I think it points to one where I'm actually seeing hope with the clients and, and individuals that I'm talking to, but also is when, when, when I don't see it is exactly what, what it's causing what's what's happening here. So talent acquisition has, you know, it, there's a reason we call ourselves the rebel cast, right? I mean, yeah. they, we've been, we've been riding out there like the Cowboys in the wild, wild West and nobody cares about us. Nobody listens to us. Nobody likes us. Let's go eat worms. Right. Okay. So we've been doing that forever. The entire HR infrastructure that is about 
retention, employee morale, performance, development, et cetera, has been operating in this other silo over here. And what I'm starting to see finally is more job postings, more conversations, more companies starting to realize that talent management is an ecosystem and you have to be thinking about it from candidate prospect all the way through retire. And you need to understand what is that experience and how does it affect you throughout the entire ecosystem? That's why the $1,000 signing bonus is happening because the TA people went out there and said, I can't fill my recs. And so they went out and did this. The retention people, the people like the, the, the business HR people or the people who are out there trying to kind of manage day-to-day talent management and development weren't part of the conversation. And so when we asked them, from a comp perspective, how are our current employees going to feel about this, right? I think the backlash is starting to happen. Companies are starting to ask this question. And we're yep. starting to see some more. The first step to this is at least people having the same conversation, coming to the same yes. table. The, right, right. I don't think the tactics have aligned yet. No, right? And no. Um, there's huge consequence to that. So I think that's kind of the takeaway, part of the takeaway here. Part of this New Hope takeaway is it is up to you. Wake up, pick up your big boy britches, do whatever you need to do, big girl, whatever you need to do, right? Get yourself together here. We all need to realize that we spent the last year kind of just Surviving Fuck around and find out. <laughs> we hit the end of the year when things started to open up, and we realized there have been consequences to that, right? Like my body hurt, <laughs> I'm physically yes. and mentally done. I'm like all these other sorts of things. Our company is kind of like unraveling. People are quitting, like matter, you know, like like everybody said they were going to. Crap! Mm-hmm. Now we have to take responsibility and go out there and start figuring out something new to do, and it has to be in collaboration and combination with the others who I'm working with. And it has to be with a new framework that says, this is a different relationship. This is no longer a relationship of, I bought you with the money I pay you and I own you and I control you to one that says, thank you for coming. I'm reimbursing you for your time and energy because I value you. And as, and I trust that we have an understanding that you're going to do what I need to have done. And, and if you don't, then this isn't going to work out. And if you do, Fabulous. There's more opportunity for you. hundred percent. And I think that there are going to be a lot of businesses that are going to be operating from that framework yep. of compensating you for your time and valuing you for your efforts and your energy. And those companies, they can have to do stupid shit like signing bonuses. No. Right. Because they're going to create the environments that people want to be a part of. Correct. They are because there's going to be a, there's going to be those who can create work that people want to do. That's fabulous, right? Yes. Some sort of purpose and mission and all that other sort of stuff. And sometimes there's just going to be stuff that has to get done, right? Yeah. And the trade-off for that is I'm going to demonstrate that I value you through not only how I compensate you, but how I treat you and how I think about you as an individual. I just, I think there is a lot of hope going into this year. And I know it is year three of a global pandemic, right? Like how much hope can one have for year (laughs) three of a global pandemic? There has to be some sort of human psychology that says at this, at this point, we're, we're still adjusting and we are adjusting, but we're also going, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to keep getting my boosters. I'm going to take care of my family. And I got to I got to continue to produce and I got to continue to live life. Nothing's going to stop. The earth's still spinning. 
That's right. It's still moving there's, around, there's guys. It's got to get done. It's still moving around. And, and, and you know, as we have said many times before, we are not the first generation to go through hard years, right? Yeah. And it's cyclical, right? It's everything comes in threes. Which makes me nervous about this Betty White, Bob Sackett, where who's three? I'm really worried who's about three. three. I know, but well, let's okay. not talk about that. So America's grandma, it. America's father, who's next? Who's America's mom? We I already lose. I don't want to okay. talk about it. I've changed the subject immediately. I've I've been winding my brain around this for weeks, like just worried. But yeah, and so, yeah, we're entering into year three of a pandemic, but I am encouraged. Like I, I, I am fundamentally encouraged. I think that what I was hoping to see in the summer of 2020, when we were furloughing and panicking, I was hoping to see this collaboration, this learning, this listening, this growing, this building and creating experiences, building and creating a new way of doing things. I was really hoping that we could see that in the summer of 2020. And like everything in HR, we're a year and a half late and that's okay. <laughs> you know, but, but again, the psychology of it is we have to be right now is the right. time. Now is the right time. We are all all in this, this state of mind, and there's a couple of things that's required for people to be able to move and to think about this, right? One yeah. is to decide it's time to move, pull it together, and two, go out and find your tribe. Get out yeah. there, start talking, get re-energized again, and make yes. a plan and do something. It doesn't matter what it is. Do something, anything, a small thing, pick it do it. And if you win, great. Do the next thing. If you don't win, fine. Do the next thing anyway. Adjust. Adjust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just do something. Yeah. So I know. That's I, know. So I think I'm excited. Gonna, I mean, again, we should, we'll have to put a pin in this one and talk about it. Like, you know, in six to eight months and <laughs> see how hope filled we are at that point. And it's really strange for me to be full of this much hope in January, because um, again, if you've listened in, y'all know that I hate winter. And I mean, like hate it viscerally, hate it, like hate it, hate it, like a whole, whole lot. But I did, I did get a mermaid tail blanket for Christmas. Ah. Okay, um, which seems to have filled me with enough whimsy. I was gonna say whimsy and joy, <laughs> and whimsy and warmth, which is a really yeah. good, uh, good combination of things. So maybe that's maybe the mermaid tail is is the secret to this joy. Um, usually, I'm more hopeful. Like come, you know, April, May, springtime. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling it, and I I'm seeing I'm seeing us as an industry starting. And it's yeah. something that I've wanted us to be doing for probably 20 years. And we're, well, we're, right. we're starting to do it and yeah. we have to keep going. Yeah. Just keep I going. think that's the piece of it. It's not just about coming out of this. It's about awakening to just this huge amount of opportunity to do, to, to fix it, to do something to different. Be, it's not truly, even fixing it. It's recreating no. it. It's recreate. Yeah. It's starting over. I yeah. mean, like tr- quite frankly, if we want to talk about being in the business of people, uh-huh. then we need to start paying attention to the people, what? right? And I, I know, I know, and we've yeah, said this a million times. But I'm starting to see us do this. I'm starting to see us live up to our promise of being the the arbiter of good things for for people that work. That makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. I know. Don't you just want to go? I do. I'm like, okay, let's go. What can we do tomorrow? (laughs) Let's go. What can I work on tomorrow? Exactly. So 
Mission for everybody. Find some like-minded peeps and just talk. Have a glass of water, have a glass of wine, have whatever you need to do. Have a chat, just talk. Pick something. Find one thing. One thing. It doesn't have to be big. One thing. thing. And do it and see what happens. Yeah. And if enough people do that, my goodness. And you know what? You know, it'd be really fun. I would like all of you, when you get your one thing, to tweet us your one thing. Oh, I love it. Start sharing the one thing. Yeah. Like hashtag the one thing TA. Hashtag the one thing TA. Here we go. Hashtag the one thing TA goes to at the talent rebel cast or at T Parsons or at Alyn Bailey. We'll get it to the right place. We will. We will. We're good at this. Kind of. Um, <laughs> hashtag the one thing. Hashtag the I'm one here thing. for it. Here we okay. Go. So I will start this hashtag as soon as this pod drops. We will, we will, I will start telling everybody what my one thing is that time. Absolutely. Me too. I'll figure out what my one thing is. I'm a, this I got a, is this, I got a whole board right here. I know that's the problem. I got like a whole bunch of one things, but I'm going to focus board. in on one. Cause I think it is right. You got to f- figure out the one thing you give, you care shit about right now. Just yeah, do that. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Make the big list. And then what I usually tell, what I usually tell customers is like, let's talk about all the things that are wrong. Right. And all the things that you hate, let's just write them all down and then let's slowly evaluate them. And then you can start grouping because they usually like roll around one or two things. Right. 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 And then we pick three, like, okay, what are the three things here that we think that we could impact of those three things? What's the one thing we want to commit to doing? Just pick one thing. Just one thing. Okay. Hashtag the one thing. I love it. Thank you, Tracy. I'm so happy we're back. Welcome. Welcome back. Happy New Year. It's a new hope. Here we go. Here we go. Thanks, everybody. We'll hear from you soon. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening in. We hope you enjoyed yourself. The Talent Rebel cast is part of the Talent Rebel Alliance. It's a movement connecting strong, independent, bossy, and, well, sometimes feisty women in the talent industry. Together, we're on a mission to grow our ideas, our presence, our value, and our impact. Smart women connecting with smart women to support each other. It's as simple as that. We believe big things happen from simple ideas. If you want to join the Talent Rebel Alliance, come on over and check out our website at talentrebelalliance.com. We hope to hear from you soon. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.